0: You are listening to the casual swinger podcast as your host we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature this podcast is intended for an adult audience now we don't expect you to act like adults what's the fun in that
1: we're a married couple living in florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle and we take almost nothing seriously casual swinger is a variety show meaning we'll cover everything from music to events travel and even the occasional hilarious screw-up Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals.
0: Had anything.
1: And our stories, commentary, and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional.
0: Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy. Welcome to Casual Swinger. I am your co-host, Mallory.
1: And I am Mickey.
0: And it's nice to see you guys again. Hi. You can see them. (laughs) Well, you know. Is that a new era of podcasting we've (laughs) entered? I can see you. Yeah, you yeah. guys are there. <laughs> no, I mean, really sorry about the break, you guys. That's it right.
1: Was... Third consecutive episode. We're starting with an apology, so <laughs> well done.
0: It happens. You know, sometimes you have to take self-preservation into account and insulate and take care of business, right? We had a lot of family stuff that came up.
1: So. Yeah, we. Uh, so I think the best way that we could probably tell you guys what happened is it wasn't fun. It wasn't exciting. It was extremely difficult. Uh, there was a lot of things going on, and something had to give and so we never like showed up and told everybody goodbye because we didn't want to go away forever we just had some shit to take care of
0: yeah it definitely took a lot longer to circle back than we had planned but it is what it is right i think we we were experiencing things that most people unfortunately that go through you know as far as you know family and and life goes. yeah yeah so loss anyway that kind
1: of thing but you know the thing of it is and then I think when we got to the point where we're ready to come back and then we had all these commitments, right? We had the Hedo trip and we had 130 people with us yeah. that we had to pay attention to and focus on. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know what? We're going to wait until this trip is over and then we will get Casual Swinger back on the train tracks yeah, and rolling.
0: Just behind the scenes, like when you're four months out from a trip like that, you know, especially with the way we do things, I don't know that I can fully articulate the labor intensity that goes into it, the sweat equity. Um, from an organizational and curating perspective because that, that 120, 160-day window, is a, it's, it's intense. <laughs>
1: it, it's panic-inducing is what it is.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, all, it's a big undertaking anyways. I mean, yeah. when you just look at it on its face and then you add in all the, the complexities that we tend to add to things because our, we set the bar so high for ourselves.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. This was our first Hedo trip, and, and we're gonna do. We're gonna have a much larger conversation yeah, about this gonna, later. Yeah, we're gonna
0: so. we're gonna have an entire episode. The next episode is gonna cover this, and we actually have a special episode dedicated to the people that that, the people in it yeah. it's I, i'm so fucking pumped about it
1: yeah it's gonna be really good i i well spoiler alert we know what's in the episode so it's really good uh <laughs> shocker yeah right stunning uh but it, it just i think there were a lot of surprises uh some of which were you know time frames and it was our first time so there i think we set the bar really high for ourselves
0: Course, for yeah. a second
1: time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm okay with that. It was, it was pretty cool. But, you know, family stuff, job stuff. By the way, I'm fucking unemployed.
0: Well, no, you're not. You're self-employed, which I think is awesome. And I, if I could, I'd give you an entire round of applause, but I know it's not going to come across. <laughs> so the mic's is Can I here, press I'll the do, button? No. Here you go. I'll do the golf <laughs> clap at the back over here. Yeah, now, I'm lap. so fucking happy, so fucking proud of you. I think this new chapter in our lives, pun intended, um, is going to be absolutely incredible. I love the fact that we're betting on us. And... Yeah. I'm not scared to fail with you, and I, I know we're not planning to fail. I think we're going to succeed. I think our objectives are clear. I think the stars are aligned. I think it's it's going to be amazing. Um, but and there's if, a lot of aspects
1: <laughs> to what we're doing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, the, our marketing agency, it's the toy store, it's travel. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that we're doing, and everything that we do is in service to others. Which it I is. love that
0: it is. I love. I think that the community for the community first aspect um i think at heart we're both different types of altruistic Mm -hmm. i think it kind of serves our souls in that nature and i'm not gonna lie i've been working harder than i ever have in my life the last year and i can't imagine doing it with anyone else on the planet so let's get this let's go yeah it's fun we're we're having (laughs) we're having a
1: good time but we it's funny i'm like hey i don't work for the man anymore so instead of working you know which I always worked more hours than eight hours a day when I worked for other people, but I was like, instead of working 12 hours a day, I'm going to work 24 hours a day, and the <laughs> fuck you, I'm going to show you, man.
0: It's, it is, because yeah. like, Stupid. if you're, it's just one of those things when you're working for yourself, you you only get paid on what you put in, so it, it almost becomes a little bit of an obsession. So A lot of it. I'm here to help mitigate, your anxiety and pressures
1: (laughs) no question about it but you know hey I guess the the net net of it is we're back we're happy to be here we've got some really really good stuff for you guys today Uh, I think you guys are going to absolutely love this episode it is very much in the vein of who we are
0: yeah absolutely I think it is it is a departure I mean It is not a lifestyle-focused conversation, but it is ancillary or peripheral. How would you you phrase that? It could really be spun either way.
1: Well, I would say that that spirits and alcohol, firstly, you know, whiskey is is certainly... you know, connected to casual swinger by hooker, by crook forever. I know.
0: Right. Yeah. The whiskey tastings are cocktail. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's, there's yeah. a lot of things
1: that, that, that bind whiskey to us. And casual
0: bar. It's a thing <laughs> yeah. now.
1: We're literally sitting in the casual bar right now, yeah. guys,
0: which is cool. We're not in a little corner of the hovel that is your former office. Which which is now the stock room. It is the stock room, literally. I don't know how you make it to your desk now. So now, I I actually kind of love recording out here. So maybe maybe we should make this a thing.
1: It is kind of cool to sit out here and record for you guys. And, you know, this episode is all whiskey. We're calling this episode A Tale of Two Tales. And the reason we call it that is because I got a message from the traveling whiskey fairy, uh, who's Ingrid Rodriguez. And she's been on with us before for a show we called Whiskey Business. And she is the brand educator for Whistlepig for the East Coast. And she said, hey, I've got someone coming to town I think you guys should meet. And I had no idea she was bringing the CEO of Limavati Whiskey to our fucking house. Master
0: Distiller, when when I heard you say his name, it triggered something in my brain. And I remember reading that article in Whiskey Advocate about the top 10 whiskeys of the year. And... I didn't put two and two together until we were sitting here having the conversation. And I'm so glad because I knew I would have gotten spooked kind of like I did with Holly Randall. Oh, you and, didn't talk and about potatoes. I did, you know, not, I did not. I did not. I held it. Offended. I held it together this time. But like, I, I was a little starstruck because, I mean, he's such an accomplished distiller. And
1: yeah, he's a former master human. distiller for Bushmills. Bushmills.
0: And he worked his way up. Like, yeah. there's a lot to respect. And I fully enjoyed it. And he believes in Kismet. Like so amazing
1: it was it was an awesome interview this was one of the few interviews by the way guys we didn't write a single question before we sat down no this
0: was just a an off-the-cuff conversation
1: yeah and as a journalist that was mind-numbing for me i was shitting nails before we sat down first of all hadn't done an interview in five months yeah so and then uh, you know to be sitting next to a true master of his craft and you know i'm fortunate and we are fortunate To have made some friends in the whiskey business, uh, some, you know, master distillers, artisanal distillers for different brands, and to have one of them show up in our bar. And yeah. To record a show and and help introduce our listeners to Irish whiskey. And
0: he was so cool. I know. He was so nice to my asshole dog.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) My belligerent dog who came in here snuck in while we were recording and we're trying to keep low key and not like rabble rows. And. Like she was just all up in his business and he was so cool about it and like unaffected, come to find out he's got two hundred and eighty pound dogs. Oh yeah, he thought all. our dogs were Pomeranians. <laughs> so like, yeah. So to him that's a mid sized dog. Yeah. she's a so she's a sedan.
1: All right. So reminder for all of you who don't remember, we have three Rottweilers here in the casual compound. Yeah. And most people think our dogs are ponies, but not Mr. McNally. He thought <laughs> that our dogs were Pomeranians yeah, compared no. to his. All
0: around great guy. Uh, one of the most interesting conversations. I, I'll be honest, I think for the majority of it, I was an audience member or spectator just because I was trying to absorb everything he was saying as he was saying it. You did a terrific job, by oh, the way. You. I know you felt like you were rusty. I don't mind giving you kudos. I'm your wife. Because I'll also tear you down when you fuck it up. It oh, didn't every this time. time. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm
1: just kidding. Appreciate that. <laughs> you know, it was fun. And I think you guys are going to enjoy this uh, when we get around to it. We got a couple more things to tell you guys about. Uh, so we, for the first time, last night, last fucking night, by the way, The first time we decided we were going to try and accept an invitation out from a new couple. Oh my gosh. It's just something we have not done in like almost two years, Uh, 18 months.
0: Yeah, that is true because we We meet everybody on our travels. We meet meet people on our trips. That's true. We uh, kind of wing it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we really don't go on a lot of dates locally. We don't go to the local swinger clubs.
0: So we're not home much. Like in the last 18 months, we really have been traveling pretty heavily. So it's been challenging to work in dates into our travel schedules. I know we kind of threw you know threw it out the baby with the bathtub there for a bit because we just could never coordinate and it's it seemed like we were wasting everybody's time
1: it did it it just felt like you know it was always like well get back to us in three months and you know nobody gets back to you in three months if you don't get back to me in three months you might as well say fuck you i'm not interested
0: that is totally fair you know it's it's a bummer but i i I get it i totally understand i'm not mad at you just it's what happened
1: uh so we get ready uh, you know, pick out some you know nice clothes, go to a really nice restaurant uh, locally. Very, very nice place. Great cocktail bar. It is. Uh, great food.
0: I got out my shorts that have to be dry cleaned, which oh, is yeah. like a special occasion for me.
1: Oh, you were hot as shit. Like, thank you. You had, you had your summer banging ass going on. Plus, you've been working out like a crazy woman, so you have a body to die for. Aw, thank you. And legs for days, and you had those, <laughs> you know, kind of pseudo heels on, and it was just like,
0: oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah, it was a like, it was a cute outfit. Yeah. I felt I felt cute. Yeah. So
1: we sat at that table for it was it was a little over thirty minutes when we got the second text. Fifteen minutes before we got there, we got a text from this couple that said, uh, "Literally, we're don't leave! Late. Yeah, don't th- leave! Don't leave! We're running Stay late. There. So we're sorry. Late. Yeah. yeah." And then thirty minutes after they were supposed to be there, so the the reservation was for seven forty five at eight fifteen, we get a message saying our babysitter is sick. We're not sure that we're going to be able to make it 15 minutes later, 45 minutes after they're supposed to be there. We're not coming.
0: Yeah, and I get things happen, but I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I'm not even going to pretend that I know what happened on the other side. I will say the, first, the difference between the three, the three messages, the first and second one, there was definitely discrepancies there, so I don't know what happened, but I was totally comfortable not responding to the last message because I was a little annoyed at yeah. the fact that it took that long and me forever to get ready <laughs> right just well I'm that's forever. just selfishly it. as a girl like i was i was like I, I don't i love dressing up for you but there is a different level of s- not stress maybe the good kind of stress to getting ready for a date like that like double checking my eyeliner making sure my wings aren't lopsided right well know? and
1: you want you want people to like you it's first impressions they're lasting impressions Absolutely. and when you go to the trouble I mean, we went to a place that was, I mean, 45 minutes, almost an hour from our house. So yeah. we left with plenty of time. We were there 15 minutes early. So we were an hour in. You normally have dinner by then. So you were already like.
0: I snacked. I, I, I yeah. already had the protocol.
1: You're not okay when you're hungry. And <laughs> I eat a lot, bro. I've been in the lifestyle, as you guys might remember for the two of you that are still listening to our show at this point, um, for, since I was 17 years old. So a long fucking time in the lifestyle. I've never been stood up before last night.
0: That's actually true. We've never been stood
1: up. We have never been stood up, but I personally had never been stood up. We together have never been stood up. That was a really good run. Yeah. To finally happens get to stood everybody. up. It everybody. It does. Every, I think everybody gets stood up. We could probably do a whole episode on the emotions that come from getting stood up. You know, the initial one is, is pissed. And of course they said they were pissed off at their babysitter or whatever, but I'm pretty sure they knew before 45 minutes after they were supposed to be yeah, there. Yeah, I'm
0: already over that whether they did or did not. I just know that I'm in a position to go. Time is, you know, precious and all those things that I don't know that I give them a second shot at it. I wouldn't
1: no, I won't. So, uh, In my opinion they're 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 dead to me.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, off with their heads, huh? Oh yeah,
1: it's Queen of Hearts. Yeah. yeah. Feed them to the wolves. Do we're not done. let them eat cake. Next. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm not going to go all Marie Antoinette on them. Yeah, I mean, they don't get cake. They just get their heads cut off wow
0: <laughs> savage all right moving on so yeah, we'll, but we're still booking dates we have one next weekend so we actually, I'm excited. We just,
1: actually we just got a message about another possible next i'm like what the hell's going on i know
0: i mean i think we're in a good place to to meet new people yeah right now i think with the changes in our life and in the way it's pivoted i think this is the perfect time for that
1: let's let's do this yeah i think. i think why not so that's pretty cool and, i mean it's just among you know Other things that we have coming. So we got a date, you know, next weekend. I'm going to be in Austin this week. We've got uh, PCAP coming up in October.
0: I know. I'm so excited. I've been thinking a lot about that event. um, What's our favorite event? From a lifestyle perspective, yes. There's so much value to the event in and of itself. Not only are there parties and playrooms, uh, but these different tracks and and different personality archetypes that she brings in um, to help host, which is always... Just yeah. amazing, and then obviously the guests. The guests there. It's so funny that you find these moments and and high value conversations, even when they're very very short. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's is symbiotic a good way to explain this? Like or holistic? Maybe it's a holistic experience. Well, My
1: vocabulary is I, I struggling. Be, it could be mutually serving, so it could be symbiotic okay. as well.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Like you, you're gonna have to check me and correct me because I know I've been using words improperly lately and i think it's like
1: because we have been doing the podcast i have been yelling at you for it
0: uh yeah that too
1: <laughs> that's probably why yeah so well i i think you do a great job and i'm not worried about it you know funny enough we had a bunch of pcappers on our HETO trip we did which How I, I was amazing looking was looking around that? like well, what the fuck like this Dude, is cool well
0: taking a step back and looking around and, and being able to identify like the different you know walks of life and and personalities and where we may or may have where we met them or where they came from. It was just, it was such a dynamic and diverse group. Oh, it was. I, I cannot wait. It's going to be an emotional episode. Just it FYI, is. when we when we do the heat of recap, it's going to be all over the place, so.
1: It's going to be a struggle. I mean, yeah. these guys, I, well, we'll, well, we'll talk definitely about it cry. later, but we've got X biz coming up in like two or three weeks. I'm just
0: so excited. This is the first industry event um, that we've attended since the change in circumstances in our life, so I'm super pumped.
1: It looks a lot like a swinger party. When I look at the agenda, yeah, the, the big well, glow night and like a, they got theme nights and parties yes, yeah. and
0: well, and to be fair, like we've been in the corporate industry for a long time, and I think it's architected in such a way that we're very familiar well, with it. Looks it. like it's every just, other event I've ever been to, but more tits, just, exactly. It's just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more it's titties, more, yeah, <laughs> more, more boobs. <laughs> I love titties.
1: I'm so excited. I'm, we're going to see titties yeah, in looks, Miami.
0: It looks like it's it's outlined to be a very beneficial and professional. Yeah.
1: Believe yeah. it or yeah, I yeah, think you're so. right. I think we're going to get a lot out of it professionally.
0: Maybe we won't. I don't know, but I hope I'm excited so. to go.
1: Uh, it's a write-off, so I hope we get something out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's going to be great. I think maybe we can meet some other people that are on that side of our industry, right? Because I love the swinger community, the adult lifestyle community.
0: I uh, love serving that community. I think I do there's too. a lot we can take away from an event like this and learn, and learning is, I think, one of the keys to life, right? Mm-hmm. Our living a happy life is always being open to learn more. Um, and, and, servicing them through like the toy store, for example.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and the toy store is certainly a part of why we're going to Biz, but you know, the, I think the biggest difference for the adult creator community mm-hmm. is that they're all out. Yeah. So in the lifestyle community, we deal with a lot of discretion and people with different sorts of jobs that can't be out in any capacity. And so to go to an event where everyone is out and I proud, wouldn't
0: say everyone, but I think the majority of them are. Oh, the vast versus, majority, I would think. Versus the swinger community, yeah. which most of them are not.
1: Exactly. I think, yeah. I, I, yeah, it would be literally the mirror image, you know, where yeah. these people are probably a little more. Uh, yeah. and, and you know what? To a certain extent, that may not jive with our style because while we're out we're not overt or gratuitous about our behaviors, yeah. generally speaking. I'm going to go off the
0: cuff here, and maybe you make a note of this, and I don't care if you keep this in this episode. Um, the difference between lifestyle and swinger, it's a conversation I had in the coffee date I had this week. Yeah. That, And I didn't dive deep into it with that person, but I think that there's a perspective when you use that nomenclature that changes how they view it. Interesting. No, just throwing that. Well, that may out be there. an.
1: Inti- wait, you know what? They have a, that future episode coming? Courtesy <laughs> of Mallory, everybody. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Lifestyle
1: <laughs> versus swinger.
0: Random noodle at the wall. Oh, Man,
1: she just threw it at my forehead. Just so you know. Yeah. That's all right. We'll get back to that though. But yeah, we got X Biz coming up now. Just after that, last weekend of May. FYI, we're going to be in Austin again.
0: Oh, I cannot wait. First of all, I fucking love Texas, but I love it even more so because we get to see some of our most favorite people on the planet. Jay and Andy from Average Swingers, and we're oh, going to their to charity them. bar crawl, and the list of people that we know and love that are coming just keeps growing. And, Ooh, it does, and I'm super pumped. We got a bunch of our people from yeah. our Edo
1: trip coming. There's a few other people we peacappers. can't talk about that are coming. Some yes. peacappers that are coming. Yeah. There's some surprise guests coming. I mean, it's it's gonna be fun. Yes, I'm really looking forward to it. That bar crawl we did it a couple of years ago. Uh, it was uh what right after COVID I think. Yeah, because Sixth we went... Street was a ghost town. Yes, it was like crazy.
0: Yeah. True story. Well, I was kinda, it, was, yeah. it was so much
1: fun, though. I'm looking forward I to can't,
0: it. I cannot be around Jay and Angie and not have a good time. I love I, those humans.
1: Jay, I, I've said this before, guys. Jay is one of my favorite human beings that walks this earth. Uh, he's the most emotionally intelligent person I've ever known. Uh, intellectually, he's dumb as a bag of hammers, but when it comes to his emotional. Wow. I, I'm kidding. He you I'm, better. He, he says awful step things. Step off me my man. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's brilliant. He is. One of the kindest uh, and frankly Most personally influential people in my life I absolutely love him And I yeah. cannot wait to just spend some time I mean he'll probably get Shit face drunk and make a fool of himself And I can't wait to see him I love, him. It. There I love him. it
0: and Angie's like the kindest person on the planet Like oh, yeah. if you really have to be An awful human for her not to want to give you The shirt
1: off her back so I like when she gives me the shirt off her back she's I know got she's great got great, great boobs <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> That's a good thing I'm like Angie I need your shirt Give it here no i i love those two so much i i just can't wait to see them and aren't we gonna do some boudoir photos i'm
0: so excited i've never had professional photos done just so you know your photos are fucking amazing i think i've gotten pretty decent in taking my photos but like having a professional photo is a little nerve-wracking so yeah i found these people on tiktok and they do incredible almost like Dreamscape style boudoir, which which it looks good. I mean, you showed them to me, so out of it. And this is just for me. Like I may, we may use them or or share them at some point. But this is like something I've always wanted to do for myself. Yeah. And I'm finally finding ripcord. It's it's a big birthday year for me. And I promised myself I'd be the fittest this year, like the best version of me, the healthiest version of me. Which I I have to say, since forever, ever in my life, I am the healthiest version of myself. Yeah, you really are.
1: And um, so two things about that. First of all, uh, boudoir is the only French word I know. So there we go. I yeah. speak French now.
0: You um, don't know the words to Lady Marmalade?
1: Not one of them. Gucci <laughs> coochie, itchy, scrub scrub my crotch crickets. Yeah. No. No, that's it. Not it. Okay.
0: I can't even. No, I'm not even
1: going to try it. Mm, see? Now that me. I'm on the... I'm itchy, coochie. Seat. Itchy, coochie, scratchy, ouchie. <laughs> Stop. No? <laughs> anyway so that's gonna be fun i just know
0: it means do you want to sleep with me tonight oh in french yes i took french i should actually know how to say this but i sound like peggy hill when she tries to speak spanish
1: (laughs) i I can't even i can't even imitate (laughs) that because it's so racially insensitive
0: there you go (laughs) what'd
1: you say to francois
0: (laughs) you're gonna just have to go through and edit out your your, (laughs) i'm not doing it again
1: okay that's all right though but look guys uh probably long-winded for an intro for us matter of fact we're about six minutes over what we usually do for these but that's fine this is our first time back in five months i hope you guys absolutely love this introduction to limavati irish whiskey uh, it is a, a joint effort between Whistlepig pig and limavati uh, so you're not going to see it it doesn't it actually says Whistlepig on the back of the bottle on the bottom uh, but on the front of the bottle, it's just a sky blue label that says Limavady. You're going to find out the Irish whiskeys like Bushmills and Redbreast and Powers. But it is a vastly different flavor profile than anything you've seen before. Mm-hmm. And if you want to check it out, you get a discount both on that and Whistlepig. So if you go to whistlepig.com or if you go to limavady.com, and that's L I M A V A D Y, and use code CASUALSWINGER. SWINGER you will get a discount on both of those amazing whiskey brands. So uh, it's not in the meat of this episode. That's the only place you're going to find it. Again, that is Whistlepig.com or Limavati.com. And use code CASUALSWINGER for a discount.
0: Love it. So excited. By the way, this is my favorite Irish whiskey, and it goes really well in coffee. You'll hear
1: Oh, yeah, we got some uh, cocktail
0: recommendations. We do, we do. The the espresso martini is happening, like, as soon as we finish recording this.
1: Oh, yeah, she's going to pour one for the next episode. We're going to record two episodes back-to-back tonight, guys. Yeah, yeah, well,
0: also, so we have to plan our cocktails for the cocktail hour in in two weeks.
1: Oh, yeah, we got some work to do tonight, but we're going to get to that. Without further ado, we're going to jump into this, but I'm going to let Mallory do her thing. She's not rusty. Watch what happens.
0: I am totally rusty. I effed it up the first time. So we are a casual swinger everywhere. You can find us at casualswinger.com. That is not with an S, just FYI, casualswinger.com. You can email us if you have questions or commentary at podcast at casualswinger.com. If you'd like to say something nice, feel free to check us out on iTunes and put in a review. And if you don't, you can email us and then we won't read it um <laughs> we are also on social media that's youtube facebook instagram and twitter although twitter has shadow banned us so best of luck
1: finding us there <laughs> yeah they hate us we'll talk about that in another episode
0: and we're also on the dating dating sites which are SDC, SLS and cassidy
1: that'll do it folks we'll be back in a hot second with daryl mcnally and the traveling whiskey fairy ingrid rodriguez you've been listening to casual swinger
0: feels good to be back
1: again yes this feels like deja vu it, it is like D- we're doing it, it again
0: is it are there? like copyright issues if we use like the welcome back cotter like the music
1: welcome ah. back welcome back welcome back
0: yeah i'm not singing i don't no. want to kill the last two listeners we have left on this planet
1: oh well one of them is probably one of our children because that's not inappropriate or uncomfortable at all
0: yeah you just made it awkward that's what i do
1: i'm not wearing pants actually i am cool I have six concussions. You guys are used to it by now. Hey, welcome back to Casual Swinger, everybody. <laughs> My name's Mickey.
0: And I'm Mallory, and I am going to let everyone know that you did forget underwear this weekend. So well.
1: I actually did not wear underwear all yeah. weekend this weekend. I know. I'll, I'll... And now our guests are very uncomfortable <laughs> in this room. This is our first podcast ever from the Casual Bar, by the I'm way. I'm so
0: excited. I really feel this This has to be a thing. Because well, I'm enjoying the ambience and the convenience of it all.
1: Oh, well, it is very convenient. We can get to the whiskey. We can continue the conversation. We can slur our words. We can do all the fun things we do. This is season five, episode two. We are calling this a tale of two tales. You guys are going to find out why it's a tale of two tales and why the fuck we've been gone for four months. But not today.
0: Not today? We'll okay. tell them later. We, we will get into it. Some then. shit
1: happened. We had a family member with cancer and we not know, womp womp yeah I'm not, I'm not pressing sound effect buttons frankly because i don't remember where they are on the board
0: i'm very happy because that is probably like my number two pet peeve is your your board with your buttons and your sound effects I i'm love so you, glad that's, that's your not. second pet peeve yeah but we are What's coming the first off one yeah <laughs> if i have to tell you oh that's it i can't afford it yeah <laughs> okay anywho we are coming off an amazing trip to jamaica that we're going to cover at a
1: later date oh yeah we have so many fun things to yeah. do yeah I think we made some new listeners down there, which is pretty cool. So we're going to get past all of that. But why is this a tale of two tails? This is a tale of two tails because. And it's
0: not about getting ass.
1: No, it's not about ass. Yeah. It's not about two pieces of tail. It's about yeah. a tale of two tails, two different tails, a pig's tail and a dog's tail. But, which is kind of funny. Uh, guys, you know we love whiskey here on Casual Swinger. And we are back. And we're going to have so many stories for you guys. We have so much to tell you. So much going on. But we had an opportunity. So we actually made our hiatus a little longer than we wanted to. We actually told our friends uh, we got a thing in the Joneses mm-hmm. that we were going to be back on April 1st. And yes. then I got a phone call the next day from the Traveling Whiskey ferry that said that the master distiller for Limavati and the CEO was going to be in town from Ireland like a month later, and I was like, "Well, I guess we're just gonna fucking wait. Because <laughs> why?"
0: Not? Yeah. So, spoiler alert: we are not alone in the casual bar.
1: We are. N- we're never alone in the casual bar. Our neighbors come over and drink. Our kids come drink. Put water in the bottles. It's fine.
0: It's been. Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, we had vodka freeze over once in this house, if you can believe that. And our yeah. kids were like, "We don't know what's wrong." I'm like, "You failed fucking chemistry." That's okay though. But hey, here at the table with us in the casual bar. And without further ado, we have the traveling whiskey fairy herself. She is the brand educator for the East for Whistlepig Whiskey. Her name is Ingrid Rodriguez. You remember her from Whiskey Business, Ingrid? How you doing, doll?
2: I'm doing well. Thank you for having us, and I love the bar and all the pups.
1: <laughs> and all, yeah, there are dogs here. There's a lot of Whistlepig here too. I saw. It's a beautiful bar. Yeah, you know, it's it's that's. I think you were actually the beginning of my problem with whiskey.
2: I'm the beginning of a lot of problems. <laughs>
0: I was not going to say problem. He definitely has a great affection for, for the I'm brand. also a lot of affection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: actually that's funny one of my friends affection for you is how i met you so fair, that, fair, that, fair, that yeah. happened some time ago so and of course uh my new favorite irishman daryl McCall- mcnally daryl mcnally i'm going to say that again hopefully i'll just delete it later but i won't remember he's the ceo and the master distiller for limavati
3: irish whiskey
1: daryl how are you my friend
3: oh, i'm great it's great to be in florida it's great to be in the casual bar It's great to be drinking Lumavati whiskey with you guys.
1: This is amazing. And by the way, I bought that Luma whiskey before you got here. Wow. And I didn't know you were coming. I actually bought it when you told me about it some time ago.
2: Because there's a little Easter egg on some of those bottles. There
1: is. And one of those is never going to get open for that reason. So I can fuck with you about it for all time.
2: Make sure Daryl signs it before he leaves.
1: Oh, that's a great plan. That's an even better plan. Sign the error bottle. I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just to rub it into Ingrid. <laughs> that's fantastic. Does that
3: make it more valuable or less valuable?
1: Well, <laughs> only every time she comes over so I can point it out to her. But that's, I that's feel absolute. like
3: rubbing
2: is appropriate for this conversation, by the way.
1: Rubbing belongs in the casual bar.
2: Very much so.
1: I'm not going to say that we've never done things we shouldn't do in the space you're sitting in. I'm just going to say that we've never hosted a podcast not in the fat, space you're sitting in. This is true. Because some kinky shit has gone down
0: in this room. <laughs> But anyway. Anyway,
1: off to the professional stuff. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, so let's talk a little bit. We're going to talk to, obviously, Daryl. You're the star of the show today. Uh, we want to talk just more about Irish whiskey and and where you come from and the history of all of it. You know, our listeners absolutely love whiskey on Casual Swinger. We talk about it all the time, Whiskey of the Month. And uh, spoiler alert, guys, the Whiskey of the Month for this month is going to be Limavati Irish Whiskey because it meets all of our qualifications in addition to being fucking good. So (laughs) we're going to talk about that here in a little bit as well. Uh, But first, do me a favor, introduce us to Limavati. Sure. Introduce us to the brand, the town you come from. Yeah, uh, I, I think your story is magical. Um, the spoiler alert, folks: we actually recorded 15 minutes of this episode, and something bad happened. So we're doing this a <laughs> second time. So Daryl's going to do it again for us, and and just tell us. Uh, I mean, I believe if I recall now, you were basically born in the bar. Yeah, that's, so that's how right, the me. fuck did it happen? Where do you come from?
3: Yeah, so I actually live in Limavari. Uh, Limavady's Irish for Leap of the Dog. So you'll see mm-hmm. here in all the logos and T-shirts that I wear, Limavady, Leap of the Dog. It's the story of an Irish wolfhound that actually jumped the River Roe to warn its master about an enemy ambush way back in the 16th century. So it actually saved the town from certain death. And actually, I always add a little bit to it. I'm not so sure now if this history is right, but I always say it was the Scottish coming to learn how to make Irish whiskey. Because <laughs> let's face it, we, may, we taught them how to make it, like you know, but just we didn't teach them how to spell, no E. <laughs> so like American whiskey, Irish whiskey, it's got a knee. Do you know what that means? It means excellence. <laughs> <laughs> the extra E is the for excellence. E, yeah. No, so Valley. is where, where I was born and bred. Uh, it's, it's where I was actually born into the uh, Irish bar, Irish family bar. So I literally come out of my mother day one and was taken to the, the family bar day two. So I was pouring the most perfect pint of Guinness by the time I was two years old, shaking up cocktails, you name it. Did they I, put Guinness I, in your bottle? Uh, well, no, they put a lot of whiskey in my bottle, because, <laughs> and that that's probably uh, stood the test of time. Because back home, if you sneezed, you get a little bit of whiskey. If you, you were teething, you get a little bit of whiskey. So to this day, to this day in RI I still sneeze and get a little bit of whiskey. <laughs> you know, so it's it's one of those trials and tribulations of uh, becoming a master distiller in Ireland. So yeah, no, Lemavadi's got a great story. Um, I worked for Bushmills, worked for Bushmills when and was part of Irish Distillers Pernod Ricard, worked for Bushmills when and was part of Diageo. So worked for all the big the big guys, if you like. Then on the 1st of April, April Fool's Day 2015, I was, in, uh, I was asked if I would build a distillery down in Dublin. So I built Dublin Liberty's distillery and launched the Dubliner Dead Rabbit and Dublin Liberty's Single Malts. But there was just something not right, making something not right, Mal- Mallory, but just there was something just wasn't right. I had to do something different. So I was actually um, sitting in a local bar one Friday night, and a relative who was a district attorney from New York, a relative on my mother's side, the McLaughlins, actually came into the bar tracing her family tree, us Irish are terrible, like two generations, we haven't a clue who we are. <laughs> but thank God we have some Irish in the US who come and trace their family tree. She says, uh, do you know that her family actually owned Valley Distillery in 1880? So this was this really old Irish whiskey dating back to 1750. And my family on my mum's side, the McLaughlins, actually owned it in 1880. Now me and my brother both looked at each other as we were sort of playing pool and finishing off our, our whiskies. And the hairs in the back of the neck were standing up because here was me, master distiller at Bushmills, him, one of the top distillers in Bushmills, and essentially only the two of them, the two of us in the family. So you could almost say the, the whiskey was running through the DNA and we didn't even know about it. So from that day, I says, right, I'm going to get that brand. I'm going to buy Limavati back, whoever owns it, and I'm going to bring it back to life. Now I'm not stupid because I've been in the business essentially 25 years. I, I know we needed a distribution partner. I know we needed somebody to get into the main distributors and all the different... Thirty-two states that we're in, plus we're in some control states as well. So Whistlepig actually contacted me. Uh, I think there actually was an FBI guy dug into my <laughs> office or something. Yeah, or
0: I was gonna say, did you like were you on the market? Were you working?
3: No, I, I literally had a forty-five page presentation which I built up, you know, have, after the event when I found out that her way family too was long. In my body. That's and long. Yeah, forty-five pages of just all my thoughts, all my dreams, what the whiskey should be, what it should taste like. So the groundwork was done. And I got a phone call from the CEO of Whistlepig. He said, we really like your story, you know, because it's real. It's got history. It's got heritage. It's got another tale. It's got a dog. Yeah. It's about a dog, Limavati, Leap of the Dog. Um, so essentially 48 hours after that, we got they asked for exclusivity. And we became partners with, with Whistlepig here in the US. Very different brand. You know, it's Irish, obviously. It's got its own sort of credentials. It's got its own history and heritage. But essentially, I say to people, I don't mind. You can call it uh, Whistlepig's Irish Whiskey. But we try to keep the brand, separate obviously, but yeah, yeah, it's the first sort of step into a different category for Whistlepig and no better partner. Get to meet Ingrid, all the different team (laughs) across the US. So I fly into the States and you know, you're taking around, shaking hands, kissing babies, and, uh, you know, drinking them a variety whiskey. I'm Best glad, job in the world.
0: I'm glad you got that right, because they usually say shaking babies and kissing <laughs> hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't we, work the same way. Only though. if you don't yeah. like the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He
2: literally, the first person that he met from the sales side of Whistle Pig was me, uh-huh. because for some reason we decided, and we always do, all the whiskeys that we launch for some reason are in August in Florida in 105 degree weather on the beach. What when, a good when everyone is. wants a neat yeah. whiskey. I meet yeah. Daryl, and I was like, ooh, you're very white (laughs) dude
1: that's just it. he doesn't look like an irishman at all you literally outside of the glasses because i have i have a friend uh who who wears very similar glasses and and he he's he's kind of an axe murderer but uh it's so you do favor him just a little minus the accent but he's pale as fuck too (laughs) but you don't look like an irishman most of my irish friends are gingers are soulless gingers and you look like any i'm honestly until you start talking you look like, an, a, what I would consider an educated American. Yeah, well, no, well actually... Irish I know that's a hard... That's, a, that's an oxymoron. Go ahead. It's <laughs> fine, Ingrid. Ingrid's trying not to spit whiskey all over the microphone <laughs> right I'm now.
0: I'm just over here shaking my head knowing that's you're not making friends right so now. so
1: prejudicial.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh,
3: that's... Well, yeah, I know. I, well, they talk, I hate my own kind. They talk about the dark Irish and, and really you know, that sort of European-Spanish type look, dark brown eyes, dark hair. That's really what the Irish were known for way before the Vikings invaded. Um, you know, I always say to my wife, who's blonde and green-eyed, I say, hey, you know, her family was 100% Irish until, like, we we had a child. So call her <laughs> Part Viking, green eyes, hazel eyes, you know, blonde hair. So, yeah, no, her family, the dark Irish they were known as, which was dark-featured, very Spanish-looking almost. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, I got a little bit of white. look. look, look yeah, you got a tan. I've got a tan, yeah. You've been in yeah, Florida for yeah, 12 hours, and yeah, you got a tan. Good, good. We we have a guy, uh, Blaine Adams, in, in L.A., so when we went to the most recent sales conference, here was me tan because I've been traveling in the U.S. so much recently. Here was me more tan, the Irish tan guy versus the L.A. <laughs> the L.A. tan whistle, guy. Wh- whistle pig shirt, you know, sort of.
2: <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm the whitest Puerto Rican. Yeah,
3: yeah. he, he looks a little like
1: Hubie, though.
0: <laughs> oh, don't get me started. Yes, hundred okay. percent.
1: So you know exactly what I'm talking yes. about. When you, okay. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it's it's, it's a good thing. He's, it's, he's beloved. Like yeah. he's
0: he's one of our favorite humans. He's one of the smartest <laughs> people I've ever yeah. known. He's he's
1: an absolutely brilliant human being, but he's a weirdo. And it's it's a great thing. <laughs> there's a fine line. <laughs>
0: there is. There is. He's um he's not that, that very fine. very intelligent and an artist. And an artist. On top of it, yeah. So. He, he
1: makes some outlandish shit. As a matter of fact, there's a bottle that I keep whiskey in up there that has an octopus on it. He's the sculptor that made it. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, so he's he's very artistic and, and a creator. So going back to talking about creation a little bit, you know, sure. here on Casual Swinger we talk a lot about the history mm-hmm. of whiskey and the history of whiskey in the United States. Go dates back to the early seventeen, excuse me, seventeen hundreds. It goes back way further. I mean, you just mentioned obviously sixteen oh eight, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so how far back does it go in Ireland? How far back does Limavady go? It, well, just in your family, let's just talk about your family, like Irish whiskey, because we like to think we made this shit. We talk about bourbon and Tennessee and corn and, and what it takes to make a good, what it takes to make it whiskey, what it takes to make it bourbon. I think we're full of shit in this country. Well, Tell us how
3: wrong we are. No well, Irish, I always say the Irish taught the Scotch, and obviously there's so many Irish come across to the U.S., so they, they brought their, their, their crafts, if you like, the distillation crafts from the Irish um, when, they, when they came across in their masses here to the U.S., I always say there's seven million people in Ireland, and there's seventy million Irish in the U.S. So <laughs> that's why there's such a yeah. renaissance of Irish whiskey, and Irish whiskey is just about to take over the seals of Scotch whiskey in the yeah. U.S. which is Really, that's incredible. It's that's one of the fastest-growing whiskey portfolios. Fastest yeah. So probably another reason, another reason why Whistle Pig maybe wanted to get in in the, the Irish whiskey category. Smart. It's on. It's on fire. But yeah, a little bit of history. I, I joke where, where I live in Limavady. Um, there was an area known as the Route. R-O-W-T-E They used to spell it back in the day Oh, uh, But it's R O U T Like Route 66 here yeah. in the US And it was an area across North Donegal North Derry Where Limavady is Into North Antrim Where Bushmills is So when I worked for Bushmills I would have travelled the world Saying oh in 1608 A licence was granted To Sir Thomas Phillips Who uh, built Bushmills so Essentially But when I did a little bit Of history check um, Sir Thomas Phillips Built Newtown Limavady mm-hmm. He lived in Limavati. Mm-hmm. His granddaughter married into the Alexander family who built the first distillery in Limavati in 1750. But listen, I don't want to fall out with my, my friends at Bushmills who was a master <laughs> distiller and loved that job. But all I'm saying is that you know is a damn old Irish whiskey. And therefore, if it's a damn old Irish whiskey, it's a damn old global old whiskey. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's about bringing not a new kid back to life, but bringing that old kid back to life and the fact my family owned it in 1880, it gives a real history and heritage and provenance, nearly, uh, because here was me and my brother, distillers, DNA running through your veins, making whiskey. Yeah. And essentially, it was a family a tradition in hand down. Yeah. And we, we spoke earlier, you were saying about your grandfather as well, like, you know, and it's probably your love of whiskey as well comes from that mm-hmm. DNA. Truly. Yeah. Truly.
0: Very much so. Yeah. Uh,
1: by the way, uh, for those of you that, uh, and you know, it, for our friends that listen to Wanderlust Swingers, for example, because they're very European and worldly, they use terms like what Daryl just used when he said it's providence, what he meant is fate, for my yeah. American friends who Destiny. don't know what that is. Kissment.
0: Destiny. Yeah, it feels yeah. very full circle, that story in and of itself, in hundreds of years of the making. Like, I have goosebumps over here Yeah. So <laughs> to, it. Meant to do and, it. and I've heard it once already.
1: <laughs> yeah, fuck, I'm sorry, guys. we had a bit of a technical issue, but... Yeah, what made you decide? Because you were a master distiller for Bushmill. Yeah. Which is not an easy thing to do. That's a career achievement by itself. Right. You could have stopped right there and been done.
0: Yeah. You were established, you were doing well. Mm-hmm.
1: So at some point, something in you said, I have to do this differently than I'm doing it right now. Yeah.
3: Was it taste,
1: profit, love, passion?
3: I think with Bushmills, you know, I, I, it was all I ever knew. I, I'd cut my teeth there. I'd become a master distiller there. Still have a great love for Bushmills. But there was just, there was something just missing. There was something I knew I had to do. Um, I, I wanted to build a distillery, so I got the opportunity to build Dublin Liberty's distillery uh, through, through a company called Quintessential Brands in the UK. But then once I found out that my family owned Limavati, there was just that tearing ambition to bring that back to life because it closed in 1912. There was this huge renaissance of Irish whiskies. A lot of them new, a lot of them you know, cool, maybe not so cool. But I wanted to just bring back that provenance. There was a paper article dating back to 1815, which I have at home. And it had Jameson, sort of Jameson whiskey, because Jameson was formed in 1780. And it also had Limavati malt whiskey. And here was me, a malt purist, because there was a tax put in malted barley in 1785, which meant a lot of distilleries would have substituted malted barley with unmalted barley Making some of the Irish whiskey a little bit lighter, mm-hmm. I wanted to bring Limavari back to life as being this is the authentic style of how Irish whiskey should be made. 100% malted barley, full of flavor, full of taste, bold, brash, stand up in cocktails. Mm-hmm. You know, really hit you in the cheeks if you like. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know, rather than you know, because I think a little bit in the last few years Irish whiskey has been seen as very light. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the consumer who loves that sort of bold, brash rye bourbon. Yeah. They're sort of feeling cheated a little bit with Irish whiskey. So I think with Limavati, when I brought it back to life again, we got eight in the Whiskey Advocate just before Christmas, eight, eight whiskey in the world, which, my God, that was like the Oscars for me. Like, it was, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It made it all worthwhile. And we got 96 points just recently in the Wine Enthusiast. Wow. wow. That's the wow. sort of stuff that I know we're in the right track. I know we're, we're doing something special. It's also... Um, the only younger malt, it's only four and a half years in Firstville bourbon cast, so you get that lovely spice vanilla, and then I flick it into Pedro Jimenez, which is the sweetest sherry that you can get from Jerez from in southern Spain. So it's quite a young malt, which keeps the price profile, or the price of it down below 50 bucks, which again is important for consumers. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of people said to me, I'd rather buy two bottles of Limavati than anything at 100 bucks in on the market at the minute, yes, which def- again is a nice compliment to have. Plus it's a single barrel, so every bottle is individually labelled with cast number and bottle number. So you're getting a real super premiumness and also one cast to the next slightly different. So it's a little bit of fun as well.
2: Yeah. yeah. You can do your own tasting with just three different or for instance the founders barrels as well. But
3: yeah. yeah. now I can't open it because
1: he signed it. Go <laughs> <So laughs> buy another bottle. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I love that.
0: It definitely does not drink for that price point. And that's something I love. I, I love when I discover a, a new flavor, either an Irish whiskey, bourbon, or rye. And I'm I'm usually a bourbon girl. I started with scotch, but now I'm I'm I mostly stay in this, this bourbon sector. But I love when I find that value. And I, I I never make price point the meaning of whether I like something or not. But when I learn of the price point, you want to shout it from the rooftops. You're like, this drinks like I would pay four times that to have that experience because for us it's part of our culture it's part of who we are as people you know we make jokes all the time we're, we're drunks we don't go to meetings because our meetings are here at the bar with our <laughs> with our with our whiskey um, and I, I love that about the quality of the brand and I said that the first time we tried it here the last time you were yep. you were with us Ingrid mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah it, and it was amazing obviously uh, it, it was so much fun to have you guys here, and I was like, "This is one of the coolest yeah. things we've ever done." Yeah. And then you had to go and make it cooler. Yeah. So thanks. Andrea. Yeah, but it doesn't. It <laughs> You're tastes, welcome. It
0: tastes like someone. It was very purposefully made. Yes. And there's a, there's a lot of bourbons out there that have great profiles, but they they're missing something. It's like when your grandmother cooks you a meal. Versus when you go to a restaurant.
4: Oh, sure.
0: Right? And
1: a lot of times I bring bottles home and and Mallory will look at me and go, hey, uh, how much was it? And she knows that if it's above a certain price point that it's going to gather dust in this bar. And she gets pissed at me about it.
0: Get pissed. I just want to live life now. We can't take that with us when we're gone. So, right. yeah, I mean, that is a wonderful Whistle collection.
2: It is. <laughs> it is, it is, it's impressive, right? It doesn't suck. Talking I mean. about above price point, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Well, there's my Whistle collection right there. And they're However, all above the price point. I know you drink most of
1: that. So. I do. There's uh, several of them are open, but you know, when we talk about some of this stuff, and Mallory just made a great point, you know, that the price point is special. This is a $49.99 bottle retail. And obviously things vary up and down based on, you know, the American whiskey craze that we're going through today. Uh, And here on the show and in whiskey business, we had Ingrid on before, we talked about what makes a whiskey a whiskey or what makes a bourbon a bourbon and that we have, you know, 25% corn or more corn and then you have your rye levels and things like that. What makes Irish whiskey Irish whiskey other than the fact that you guys are making it in Ireland? What's different about because a lot of these listeners have probably never tried an irish whiskey they That's see true. bush mills they see these scotches the doers and the things like that out there they may not understand what they're buying and or why that flavor profile is so wildly different from a corn based or a rye based or a wheat based whiskey what's different about irish whiskey
3: and why do you love it yeah well irish whiskey going back to the single malt is 100% malt and barley for limavady but other Irish whiskies will have a, a mixed mash bill of malted and unmalted barley. You always need, there's a bit of a technical bit, so nobody falls asleep here. So <laughs> a, a, a malted barley has a, has a nat- natural enzyme in it, which actually helps break down the sugars during the mashing process. Mm-hmm. So you need malted barley as part of the mash bill. But with the tax put in malted barley in 1785, a lot of the distilleries in Ireland were fed up paying so much money to the British Crown. That they said, oh well, we're not going to use 100% malted barley anymore. Mm-hmm. We're going to use maybe 50% malted barley, and we'll mix the other 50% with unmalted barley, whether it be just green barley, uh, wheat, maize, you know, whatever, whatever they could find. Oats was another big mm-hmm. thing. So therefore, a lot of the Irish whiskeys, maybe more southern in Ireland, you know, Irish distillers maybe would maybe have a lighter style with the pot still or single pot still as we know it, which is mix of malted and unmalted. Mm-hmm. I, at Limavady, wanted to stay true to the sort of authentic, old, traditional 100% uh, mash bill, malted barley. The crown thanks you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, stayed, we stayed true to the crown, you know. We just we just hid in other ways, you know. There were, where I lived in uh, a little place called McGilligan, just outside Limavady, there was something like 200 illicit stills around the mountain called Benevna, which, Ingrid, you got to see when we were, we were back home. So that's really where, where our farm is, where we're building the distillery. So we're looking right up at Benevna Mountain where the Game of Thrones was actually filmed. Oh, okay. shit. There's a lot of yeah. the Game of Thrones. It's when the Dothraki came round the mountain uh, to the, the, when the uh, dragon had landed there. That's actually out like the back of my garden. No <laughs> kidding. Because my mum actually says, What's all these signs? G O T got? Got what? Got what? <laughs> I don't get it. She says, I don't get it. I says, No, it's, it's Game of Thrones. And I went into, made the awful mistake of trying to explain to my mum uh, Game <laughs> of Thrones. Long conversation, uh, wasn't it? She goes, for the forward <laughs> dial and I go okay just leave it just yeah. leave it we'll get yeah. your wee whiskey yeah. get
1: your whiskey mom, don't worry well, Daenerys is related to Ingrid she's the mother of cats <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely definitely uh, really funny we were actually in Ireland last year with a, a bunch of bartenders for a limovati competition that we did and they took us to the hedges which are very popular in the Game of Thrones and our tour guide was laughing because she said, I couldn't watch Game of Thrones because so many of my friends were extras in the movie, in the show, that it legitimately just threw me off. Like, I'd be like, oh, look, that's Danny. Why is Danny dying in Game of Thrones?
4: <laughs> the
3: zombie It broke, it broke the illusion for you. Yeah, Victoria, she's yeah. like, this is not funny anymore. That's hilarious. No, so where, where we live and where, where the distillery will be in Limavady, it's such a beautiful part of, of the north of Ireland, so... Ever get a chance to go there? It's uh, it, it is truly, truly mm. magnificent. So, so yeah. So the bar I was born into, Ingrid wants me to make sure and say this. So when I'm <laughs> Great. G- when I was born into the bar, it wasn't known as the Blazing Sal- Saddles. It was actually called the Mallard, isn't after the Mallard duck because there was a lot of ducks that flew around there. So it was uh-huh. the Mallard. They bar. named a bar after ducks. Yeah. So there's a there's a breed of duck called the Mallard. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the where I actually was born into it was called the Mallard Bar because of all the ducks and whatnot. So fast forward 48 years. And I brought my friends over here from Whistlepick over to, to show them where <laughs> I was born, and it's got this swinging doors in part of the pond,
1: swinging doors <laughs> in blazing <laughs> saddles. You like swinging your own. appropriate, <laughs> very appropriate.
3: So swinging doors into the blazing saddles with a with a buffalo head as you go in. A few American flags, John Wayne videos, John Wayne, playing. Wayne videos playing. Oh it, shit! So yeah. So,
2: yeah. It says <laughs> a sign that says, "We serve American pancakes." Are it they, was which great. Not, which never <laughs> had
1: to be a mind fuck for you, Ingrid. Like it was in.
2: hilarious. We had a gentleman with us that was from Texas, and he said, I didn't know that I was coming to Ireland to go back to Texas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was great, though. It is, the best way to put it is it's their idea of an American Western bar as right. much as some of our Irish bars are our idea of Irish was bars. Is it like a polite parody? sure okay (laughs) there was definitely a wall of jack daniels uh there was a couple of guns lying around a couple of american flags it was great everybody was super nice uh his dad was actually behind the bar pouring us whiskey so that was lovely and he brought one of. which dog did you bring
3: yeah, so I have two Newfoundland dogs. Uh, so uh, huge dogs. dogs, huge dogs. Yeah, so about one hundred and eighty-five pounds. Yogi's yeah. about. Well, so the casual dogs don't bother you at all. No, 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 no not at all. They're Pomeranians. Oh, I, oh. They're, they're, they're tiny in comparison. I, I absolutely <laughs> love large dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Yogi's about one hundred eighty-five pounds, and Yana, Yogi's a Lanzier Newfoundland, so he's black and white, and okay. then Yana is an Irish Spotted Newfoundland, which is Newfoundland, which is quite a unique breed if you like within the new Newfoundland family. So we're trying to trying to breed them at the minute, but Yogi's not really getting it at the minute. But we'll <laughs> no. we'll, we'll have to we'll have to sort that out. Play him uh, some doggy uh, yeah, porn. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so yeah, so the dogs the dogs are massive. So we brought them over to the bar. Uh, my dad, he came out of retirement, went behind the bar, you know, from wow. the show to show the team just how it's done. Reminisce about what it was like back in the day when I was arrived from that <laughs> hospital, you know. <laughs> and we had the music and all that good stuff. So yeah. Were you so conceived in the same bar? I would r- I'd probably I probably <laughs> my my mum and dad joke. So my my dad my dad's mother uh, was originally from Donegal. So Donegal and there is two neighbouring counties. So my dad always makes the joke. He says, "Oh, my! I took you down to Donegal, and your mum brought you back again." You know, because <laughs> we used to go there at the weekend. So that, that's, a, that's a running joke in our house. That's fantastic.
1: So you know, you we have talked a little bit, and and there's a, there's a term that keeps coming up. You keep we talk about malted. Barley. Sure. What does it mean to malt? Or yep, in, in malt. single malt versus double malt?
3: Yeah. So the the process of malting barley is if you could imagine the little barley corn like this. So he's making an okay symbol with his hand right yeah, now, by the yeah, way. Yeah. So the little malted barley corn, it actually takes up the food and water and all the food reserves, if you like, to grow into a plant. So the barley corn will swell and swell as the sugars are gathering in here and as soon as it kicks out its little acrospire to grow into a plant you actually dry it. So the process of malting barley is actually tricking it into thinking that it's in the ground with all the food reserves and oxygen. And just as it's about to grow into a plant, you dry it, so you're locking in all those sugars that's needed to grow that plant into as if it's in the ground. So you're crushing plants' dreams of being something more. Yeah, but look at what you're making. (laughs) (laughs) More is whiskey. This is their dream. Yeah. yeah. They just didn't know.
2: They will be ingested.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so then you have the malted barley, which is a sweeter, if you like a sweeter version of, of green barley or, or any of the oats or something like that. So I always use the terminology, if you can imagine a blended whiskey, you have green whiskey and you have malted uh, whiskey. Mm-hmm. If You can imagine the blank canvas. Blank canvas, you need the blank canvas. That's what the green brings to a blended whiskey. Mm-hmm. The malt is the reason why you bought the picture. <laughs> the colors, the sights, the sounds. So to me, 100% malted Barley is that picture, your most famous picture, the nicest whiskey you could ever taste. So it brings that creative flair to it. And it's sort of stopping back all that years of history and taxes and the British Crown getting involved to, to, to tamper uh, making a good whiskey. Limavati, I'm bringing that right back, keeping all those nice parts of it and keeping it all in to make a super premium whiskey. Which is absolutely awesome.
1: So your creativity, what you've created... Uh, Ingrid, in in your history, uh, in the Bartenders Guild and what you've done in Florida and South Florida with bartenders, Mm -hmm. you take these super premium products, these these whiskeys, and you turn them into something that people that don't like liquor drink, (laughs) right? I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, here in America, it's first of all, we have this taste for awful beer uh, that we seem to consume madly until you put the wrong person on the can. And then, you know, it's I'm sorry, I'm making political jokes again. But, you know, it, with cocktails, craft mm-hmm. cocktails are a rage. Yes. Always. They're a fucking rage.
2: I mean, let's be fair. Cocktails were created to actually kind of mask some of the whiskey. Well, exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah.
1: But I think cocktails maybe were made to mask shit whiskey. Fair. But now yeah. we have all these amazing drinks mm-hmm. that can be made. And, and I don't know as a spirit's creator, as somebody that your passion is the spirit itself – that these out these cocktails maybe mask the flavor of it a little bit, which might not be okay by your standards. So I'll I'll get to you in a second. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but Ingrid, as as a former bartender and as a leader of the bartender guild and all the experience you have, what are some of the most famous drinks or popular drinks that you can think of that use Irish whiskeys? And which one would you choose for Limavadi and why?
2: So so first of all, I think that A a great bartender can accentuate and highlight a whiskey with whatever components that are in it. Um, I believe that a lot of the bartenders nowadays are looking to actually create the experiential experience for the people that are behind the bar. Um, body does have a little bit of a different flavor profile than some of your, the, the traditional Irish whiskeys that we're used to in the United States. Uh, for the most part, people aren't making cocktails out of the powers and the red spots and the Napo castles of the world. Even some of the bush- Bushmills are not being made into cocktails as well. Right. Um, you'll, the majority you'll find are going to be in that Jameson Dew line. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, the, the PX Sherry that you find in the Lima lends itself to a much, much richer. Like I love espresso martinis and, Personally, I think vodka is the soy of the spirit world. I'll never be hired by a vodka brand. Um, <laughs> it, it legitimately enhances the flavor. Uh, I, as you guys know, love to put whiskey in every cocktail I can get my hands on. So another one that I love is like a Paloma, which is a grapefruit cocktail. Uh, Limavati goes fantastic with those grapefruit flavor profiles. Really? Yeah. Irish whiskey
0: and grapefruit. Oh,
2: it's absolutely <gasps> fantastic. Uh, we found out in a very fun way that it also goes really well with watermelon, Red Bull and a little bit of lemon Um, (laughs) makes a great shot for some reason. Um, But when you're talking about the limavati because of that PX Sherry and, and the malted barliness, it, it, if you have anything melon, so strawberry, anything strawberry goes well with it. So a smash, Um, it goes fantastic with cherry as well. Um, I did a hibiscus red tea cocktail with it that went really well. So it's more of a, think about something that's supposed to be rich and have more of an endeavor to it and Limavati can fill in that space. But of course, in all whiskey worlds, it makes a fantastic old-fashioned as well. Daryl just had one for lunch, actually, at Raglan Road. Yeah,
3: that's a, that's no, a kidding. no kidding. No yep. kidding. Could have had two. <laughs> uh, I've had several <laughs> since you <laughs> met me. So that's it, yeah. So I, 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 um, I was in Vegas there just after St. Patrick's Day, so we have uh, a partner, Nine Fine Irishmen, which is the... Irish bar in New York, New York. Mm-hmm. So they, they make their old fashions with, with Limavati because they just thought, Oh my god, one it's an Irish bar, two, we want to make our old fashions with a with a whiskey that can stand out. Yeah. More robust. Limavati was ticking that box. The PX sweetness coming through. Um I only matured on Firstville Bourbon Cast. So You've that lovely spicy vanilla flavors coming mm-hmm. through but there's no burn. And then you have the PX coming through. They wanted something premium, but they also again with the cost we were talking about there. They wanted a cost that could stand up so that, you know, it wasn't a $25 cocktail. You know, no. So the 50 bucks a bottle or less meant that they could sell the cocktail at the right price for, for, for maximum pull through. Because let's face it, it's you know, it's a world where people need to make money as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you need the quality, you need, you know, it needs, needs to look well, the bottle looks well. But, uh, yeah, so it was it was quite nice for me to sit and have lunch with my wife in the nine fine Irishmen and see three bottles of Limavati disappear being used for old fashioned. So it's one of those sort of hairs in the back of your neck going yeah. up and going God, this is this is good. You know, if we can now get this pulled through into Florida, get people to taste it. Florida's a huge cocktail market mm-hmm. and Limavati has that brashness and boldness to pull through. So just taste it.
1: That is all I can say. Liquor to lips is the challenge in spirits marketing.
3: Sips
2: to lips. Yeah. Yeah. I would say also for those of you that are interested in cocktails, uh, if you go to the the website, limavati.com, there is an entire section of recipes. Um, And we encourage you when you're sitting at home, you'd be surprised what's in your refrigerator that can make a great cocktail. Feel free to play around, use different sugars, different honeys, whatever you have. Um, But I will tell you for the most part, you're going to end up with coffee. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right so i so irish coffee is a thing Dude, oh. I,
0: i'm telling you mine is legit it's you the best irish
1: coffee so mallory has a coffee cup in her hand right now yeah. that says i love bourbon and the word fuck yeah and you're drinking limavati and coffee <laughs> yeah, really right now
2: i call it my keto friendly irish coffee because all you need is black coffee a bourbon cream that's legitimately just bourbon and cream or a fresh cream yep. and limavati no extra sugar
0: yeah no literally i have like a small spot a splash of heavy cream maybe yeah. like a Half tablespoon in here. It's fantastic. It's perfect. That's,
1: that's the PX sweetness yeah. coming through, the natural yeah. PX sweetness. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I don't drink coffee. I think coffee tastes like hot assholes. Um, which is also an I interesting bet,
2: conversation. I would bet it
0: make a great spin on a toddy because you love hot Ooh, tea. Like sure yeah, like I'm like a tea drinker. Like a chai tea. Right. Which, a, hot, which a chai, chai brown tea water, with- by the I'm way. trying yeah. to come
2: up with a recipe that's a Lumavati egg cream because I'm Latin. Ooh. We love egg creams. So when I do that, I'll, I'll send that to you guys. Right. Wasn't that like a popular drink in the soda shops, like yeah. in the 50s? Okay. I'm with one of my favorite angry.
1: things, I'm by the way, know. with Ingrid, because she is so incredibly well-spoken as a person, but when she gets her Latina on, it's one of the <laughs> funniest fucking things you'll ever hear in your life, because she just snaps, and <laughs> she just literally straight up turns like she sounds like she's from the streets of New York. Kind of like how you <laughs> sound I am like from you're the from the New York
0: hills of West Virginia after you've had a, a few too many.
1: All <laughs> right. so now yeah. we're calling each other out at this yeah. table. Was, well, I'm I'm from Texas. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> the That's from what it was. My dad's I, couldn't from put Texas, put yeah. I couldn't put my
1: finger
2: on it. He's from a small town <laughs> in the middle of the state. <laughs> I, I always tell.
3: I always tell it was uh, we were in the Raglan Road today, and was we were doing a, a, a staff mm. training for all the staff. So um, I was telling them a couple of stories about back back home in Ireland. So my, my grandfather, my grandfather married my grandmother. Uh, I she hope was, so. She was eighteen. She was 18, he was 45. So, uh, you know, bit of a bit of a Do you say yeah. she was 10? No, oh. 18, 18, 18. She
1: was she was eight, there were eight of her and they were 10.
3: Yeah. Okay. Fair. So she she was 18, he was 45 and they had 10 of a family, you know. Oh, that's seven right. Okay. They lived, etc. But uh, back home in Ireland when when Limavati was still out there, so my grandfather lived to was 96 and had 70 or 80 grandchildren, so That's the whiskey, you know, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, Hell that's the yeah! yeah he a that's whiskey. The key. So were yeah. Giving Longevity. To, were they given to the happiness. girls or the guys? Is yeah. the question. Yeah, both. So he he actually had a half bottle in his hip pocket, and he in Ireland they used to go visiting people to tell them about what happened that day because there was no TVs or anything any fun to do. So it was a January evening, and he went out and it was frosty, and he actually slipped and fell, and all he could feel was the blood down the leg, and he goes, "Please God, make that be blood, and not <laughs> my whiskey, <Yeah. laughs> not my Limavati whiskey." <laughs> you know
1: it's it's funny that you mentioned that so uh back when we lived in virginia we used to we had a big ass fire pit we just talked about this this weekend my uncle uh just moved to this area and it was really it's really great to have family around again to be perfectly honest with you but uh it's uh we, we talked about what we used to do and what we used to do is we would we never knew honestly how a Friday or Saturday night was going to turn out at our house we never invited anybody we didn't call people and say that we were going to have a thing we would just light the fire and when we lit the fire we would pull up some chairs and just see what happens and some nights it would be three people and some nights it would be 40 Mm -hmm. sitting around the fire
0: really a lot of great memories were created there yeah. Very much so. And it was kind of awesome. Like, I'm not going to lie. There's a reason why you're not allowed to be like a cult leader or like a religious <laughs> leader. Because I would stand from our deck and look down and you'd be holding cord around this fire. And it literally looked like the grand poobah was giving the the spoken word of the weekend to to his followers. And it was both endearing and a little
1: disturbing. A little terrifying. She won't let me buy a church, guys. I've tried yeah. twice. Dude, it's tax-free. We were... What are
2: you talking about?
0: That's what yeah, I'm talking we, li- about. we actually looked at property that had one on site that needed it was in disrepair and i looked at him i was like just on principle alone i have to say no (laughs) because this could turn out to be something i'm not prepared for
1: i was going to perfect the art of blaspheming oh but my point is whiskey played a part in that every time uh that the stories that got told and the camaraderie and the sharing and other stories that were told that i had nothing to do with that i'll never forget and I think it's pretty amazing that, that you, you're sitting here telling me stories about your grandfather, your great-grandfather, and as I told you when we first met, my grandfather was a moonshiner, my great-grandfather was a moonshiner, and the stories that I heard, within we were jars because as, as Mallory so softly pointed out, you know, mountains of West Virginia, uh, that's where we were. And these stories and the fire pits and the piles of wood. And I mean, my job when I was young was to carry the wood, which sucks, by the way. That's the <laughs> worst part about having a still anywhere near you is having to feed the fucker all night long. Right? <laughs> Keep that
3: temperature up. Temperature's yeah. got to yeah. stay the
1: same. You can't, yeah. can't be too hot. It can't get cold. Because right? the mash has to stay a uniform temperature at all times. And, yeah. uh, and this is not stuff we've ever covered with you guys here on the show. If you guys ever come to one of our whiskey tastings and you want to hear how the sausage is made, I'm happy to explain it to you. Uh, but me to explain it now would make poor Daryl go to sleep because <laughs> he knows how to make whiskey. Uh, but it's so cool to hear that all the way across the pond, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Yeah, it, It's about family and stories and history and passion and love, uh, and and now for you, it's a
3: business. Yeah. But it's a business that's born of those things. Yeah, absolutely. It's been handed down from one generation to the next. So, like as you were saying, your grandfather there, moonshiner. You know, it's about every good distiller, moonshiner, potchen maker. It's all about hand that art of distillation because that's what it is—an art of distillation. Yeah. Distillation. The meaning of distillation is separating a liquid with different boiling points to separate the liquids with different boiling points. So we have methanol, which boils off at 21 uh, degrees Celsius, so it goes right up the stall straight away and out. So somebody goes, but how many members of the alcohol family are there? There's ethanol, there's butanol, there's isoemol alcohol, there's propanol. And It's about getting the right levels of each of those members of the family without making anybody blind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Good and point. also... Locking in enough ethanol to make them happy yeah. But still maintaining those little bits of all the other members of the alcohol family To give that taste, you know, the esters, the ethers, the uh, acetaldehydes All yeah. those flavours that you want to keep in there But not taste like metal And not taste like metal or yeah. sulfur or anything like that So if the art of distillation is one thing Then the, the blending or the, the cask maturation is just, a, it's just an art in itself yeah. So with Mavari, are we only use first of all bourbon casks, So you have maximum spice vanilla and you put it into PX. So again, it's those sort of years of knowing what works on paper. I kept Limavati in the sort of the drawing room, if you like, or the yeah. off office hidden so nobody else would get it. And I knew this was going to work on paper. And then when you get the accolades of 8th, with Whiskey Advocate and 96 points with Wine Enthusiast. It's behind Mallory right it's now, by the way. Yeah, on that. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. that That's what makes it all worthwhile. That's what makes it just makes it all worthwhile. And as well as that, getting to meet good people, getting to, to work with good people, and yeah, just to, to be able to bring them a body back to life for the family so they can stop haunting me. <laughs> you know I mean? just he stop said me. haunting, not humping, folks. <laughs> haunting, haunting. <laughs> that Irish accent has got me into a lot of bother. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> well, hey, girls love Irish accents here in America. This is so true. You're a popular guy. Uh, you did, we talked about something here and in, in, uh, you know we're we're coming toward the, the last quarter of this conversation. Uh, and the last thing before lips that a whiskey ever really sees, is the barrel. So uh, Ingrid mentioned a little while ago uh, PX Sherry, mm-hmm. but we didn't talk about what it is. So here in America, when we make whiskey or bourbon, it spends at least a portion of its life, unless it's a blend or it's a finished whiskey, in white charred white oak American barrels. That's how we make American whiskey Containers. or American bourbon. Containers. All right. Sorry.
2: I'm a stickler. Ingrid can't
1: help but correct me, folks. It's I always love fun it. when she's around. I'm
0: so glad I'm not the only one in the room.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: I said it when she got here that she was going to crack. me. Remember when I said she was going to yep. crack me eventually? It happens. All right. So, uh, but my point is that not all whiskeys or not all, not all spirits are aged the same way. And, and we've used PX Sherry a couple of times. Tell us what you age your whiskey in and why and what it does because in- Ingrid is famous for this. I've said it a few times since then. So we made her famous for it because I call her out every time we do. The wood does the work. Mm -hmm. What wood do you
3: use and why? Yeah, well, the the definition of maturation or the definition uh, of using wood to mature your spirit is um, casks of American oak or European oak of less than 700 litres in size matured for a minimum of three years before you can actually call an Irish whiskey. Whiskey before that, it's a spirit. So
1: that's been three years. Yep, so the the,
3: the legal definition, I think it's the 1981 Irish Whiskey Act, uh, is that containers or oak barrels of less than 700 litres in size matured for a minimum of three years. Then you can officially call it an Irish whiskey. So with with Limavati, it's 100% malted barley. It's in a cask of less than 700 litres because it's a 200 litre, it's an American barrel that comes across the pond. It's been used for one cycle of bourbon or rye. So we we actually buy it then from a company called Kelvin Cooperage in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Uh, We ship it across. We will use it only once for four and a half years. We'll mature the Mavari from spirit to to four and a half year old whiskey. We'll then take it out of the first full bourbon and finish it in Pedro Jimenez. So I have a company I deal with in Spain called Antonio Piaz Labata. Uh, It would be a company I would have dealt with when I worked for Irish Distillers back in the day. So it's very similar to the cast that's used for Red Breast. Um, So I get them to get me a PX, which is Pedra Jimenez. So there's, I think, five different versions of sherry. So there's Fino, which is a dry sherry, Amontillado, Oloroso, which most distilleries will use Oloroso. Then you have a Cream sherry. And then the very top of that list is Pedra Jimenez, which is the sweetest of sweet. It's almost like a treacle, if you like put it in vanilla ice cream. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, it's, it's something you would put as a dessert. So I get the Madiga um, in Horeth to get really, really old uh, European oak casks. So there's not too much wood coming through them. And I get them to re-season with pedro Jimenez for two, two and a half years, which gives that really, really sweet uh, taste profile, which we can pull out then from Limavati in the finish. So the finish of the is a very short three, four months maximum six months but it gives that lovely flavour profile that you get when you taste Lima Valley that sweetness dark summer fruits wow all that good so it's a mix American oak European oak PX finish done there's a lesson so you move
1: move your liquid around a lot yeah you do I mean that's this is an art Mm
3: -hmm. oh yeah oh yeah and there's a lot a lot of Irish whiskeys out there that just use generic bourbon first fill or second fill or third fill so the whiskey has become a little bit generic whereas I wanted to have a bit of a sort of a hit of that px just to make it that slightly different And when, if you taste limavady against other single malts or other blended whiskeys of the similar age they just don't compare no and that px just pulls pulls out that sweetness
0: mm-hmm. yep it's definitely a standout definitely on on the much sweeter side mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. very very cool what so a lot of american whiskey i mean looking at the wall behind you i have everything from three year uh which would be the burning chair for example and they call it burning chair for a reason because it burns your soul when you drink it (laughs) uh but uh there's there's you know quite a few others up there that go all the way up to 23 year why have age statements become all the rage and irish whiskey seems to be a nas from start to finish no one really talks about it what is what is the value in age and where is the sweet
3: spot in your opinion yeah, well, I think Irish whiskey has been so successful, it's grown a double-digit growth. So if you sort of look back and how we would plan that as master distillers, maybe 10, 15 years ago, we weren't laying down enough stocks. So therefore now there's not a lot of aged Irish whiskey about. So we have had to get a little bit more creative and getting that sort of similar taste profile. So with Limavati, the PX sort of makes it taste a lot older than it actually is because mm-hmm. essentially it's four yeah. and a half, five years old single malt. Good for the price, you know, keeps it below the fifty bucks as we spoke about earlier. But it tastes quality. There's quality there. There's sweetness, there's depth, there's character. Mm-hmm. We don't have much age whiskey in Ireland. The <laughs> distilleries have been built. It's so popular that it's not getting a chance to actually get old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then drink it and read yeah. the rick house yeah. and <laughs> <case it laughs> down. Okay, three years, yeah. Bottle <laughs> <Okay. laughs> it. <laughs> send it. Send it to send Let's it to the US. So yeah. Will we will we eventually get some age malts again? Absolutely. That's something I plan to do for Limavati. We actually have some research and development there. We've, I've finished Limavadi and some Saki some Marsala, really? am- Amarone, really? Morello. So definitely the next time we're in Florida, we'll bring you some samples. Oh. We, haven't, we haven't released oh. them yet. We haven't released them we yet. We recorded this. We're holding you to something. that shit. Yeah.
0: They, no. <laughs> they are
2: pretty fantastic. Yeah.
0: It, it really does live in this, like, perfect, like, middle ground where it's accessible but it drinks better than the price point is. So you can have it neat. You can mix it and not feel guilty Mm -hmm. about mixing it. Cause I, we do have a few bottles up there and I'm not going to lie that I'd rather mix it than drink it straight just because of the profile. It's not fitting for me. Mm -hmm. And at the price point, it's a little disappointing because I want to be able to drink it neat when I purchase it at
1: that cost. If that makes sense. Oh, completely. I I think that we're in complete agreement about that. It needs to be a Swiss
2: army knife. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to point out something about the comment that you just made. So so I always say that age doesn't mean a whiskey is better. It just actually means that it's mm-hmm. older. Um, and depending on what that mash bill is and that base bill is, will depend on how it actually bleeds out that barrel. Um, some people like things that are over-oaked. Some people don't. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. But at the same time, a lot of the cost that's associated with a higher age statement comes from the fact that it's very expensive 20, 30 years ago to assume that you're going to have a whiskey market that's happening today. Mm -hmm. Storing those barrels, the angel share, everything that comes out of that barrel goes into that expense. There's a lot of labor that's included in making whiskey. So when you're talking about these 18, and of course, Whistlepig has some older age statements, but when you're talking about this whiskey, there's so much care that's taken in those barrels to make sure there's still a product that exists that that care costs at the end of it. So when you're talking expense, that's Mm -hmm. where that comes from. But it doesn't necessarily mean that that whiskey is going to be better for your palate.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is huge. Now, there are other factors about whiskey. Now, Ingrid, I know that there are things I can get away with saying that you can't. Fair. Uh, I say a lot of shit that make you, I've, I've seen you blush, which if you can make a Hispanic girl blush, you're doing good work. Uh, just so you know. But uh, it's, I see a lot of people that look at the color of a whiskey, and they try to decide whether it's good whiskey or not based on its color because people have never seen food coloring or caramel before, I guess. Mm, Uh, Do you believe... That in that as whiskey ages and because I mean I'm looking at a 23 year bottle right now which is one of my prized possessions that's practically tar I mean it's been it, it's the last thing that came out of that fucking barrel <laughs> before dirt right I mean there's just nothing left and I think it's amazing to, to own but I don't know that it's the most amazing thing to drink
2: so it goes back to exactly what i said like the so the color is coming off the barrel um obviously if you char a barrel and you're right. putting the wood into it the longer it sits there the more it's going to pull from that barrel sure
4: and
0: it depends on the level of char and absolutely and vitamins,
3: yeah. first use as well because first if you're, if you're use second virgin yeah. american yeah you know you're going to get a lot more yeah. flavors and colors coming from something that's been used before because when we bring the cast to ireland they've had one cycle of bourbon through at so least so more, sucked yeah. all the you know the the Color and that orangey burnt sort of yep. yeah. flavors that you get in bourbons and rice. So what's left after that? No, you're still the first fill a is lighter still, burnt, yeah, just orange. A, li- a lighter burnt orange, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then a B two, as we say, which is, is one time used in uh, you know for Irish, be slightly lighter because then a lot of blending takes part even within single malts where you have mm-hmm. bourbon first fill, bourbon second fill, bourbon third fill, sherry first fill, sherry second fill, and you mix them all together in the right proportions. Still a single malt, but you're mixing different. Qualities of casks and whiskey all together to get this flavor. With Limavati, we don't do that because every cask is bottled individually. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you get slight differences between one cask and the other. But sure, that's half the fun of it. Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and and also color color is deceiving. Um, so it goes back to what I said: like everything is personal palette, right? Mm-hmm. So some people really like when something's been sitting in a long time in oak and they're picking up their flavors. But also, for instance, if we move a whiskey, maybe it's a four-year or a five-year whiskey, and we move it into, say, a Cabernet barrel, the Cabernet color is also going to bleed into that whiskey. Um, does it mean it's better? That's up to you, not up to us. Um,
1: does red turn you on? I mean, possibly. <laughs> uh,
2: but so, so a lot of the times, the, the visual effects uh, that are a lot of it's marketing— Um, the age, the color, even the proof doesn't really tell you anything about the quality of that whiskey. Um, Proof will tell you to get drunk faster and maybe it's got more ethanol. That's about it. Um, Color could tell you the cask that it's finished in and how long it's been there. But at the end of the day, it's your own personal palate that's going to tell you whether you like it or not. And the whiskey family is so large that people could love our stuff or hate our stuff, but either which way, there's something in the whiskey world that they're going to like.
1: That is... Awesome. Uh, I think we've covered a ton right here. I mean, we've talked about what makes Irish whiskey, whiskey, how long it spends in the barrel. What me, I mean, obviously malted barley versus corn and rye and wheat and all the things. Is there anything Mallory you can think of? We haven't really covered. I mean, I, I love this shit, by the way, this is <laughs> like, to yeah. me, this is just sitting around the table with four yeah. people that are friends that love yeah. whiskey talking, which we, is cool.
0: We always talk about like we're top of the funnel and, and we do this in, in, pretty much any subject we cover, sure. especially on the show. Introduce. So you. if I were to drink Irish whiskey, specifically lumen body for the first time, brand new to it on my palate, how would you recommend I drink it? And, and be, feel free to give me one or two different yeah, examples. I
3: think, I think the best way is to try it with one cube of ice. Okay. I always say it's, it's 92 proof or 46% ABV. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody's drinking Irish whiskey, it's Limavadi's got the depth, the quality for it to be a sipping whiskey. You know, it mm-hmm. doesn't need to be shot. Yes. Pardon the pun as well. <laughs> uh, the, um, so yeah, Limavadi, sip it, let, let the ice melt. I like whiskey a little bit cooler. Don't let the ice cube melt completely. Mm-hmm. Just let it like open the whiskey up. Uh, yep. you know, and you'll see actually the, the water, if you like, sort of almost layering through the fusel oils of the whiskey. Mm-hmm. sip it down and don't let the ice cube melt completely because then you've gone too far and made it a little bit too watery for my, my liking mm-hmm. that'll give you the characteristics of the whiskey. you'll get the spice, you'll get the vanilla you'll get the, the, almost like a little bit of chilli in the tongue you'll get the PX sweetness mm-hmm. you'll get the maltiness up here yeah. and then you'll get the no burn so you're absolutely balanced the whole way down no burn whatsoever and you'll get a robust, beautiful whiskey. That, uh, yeah, I'm, I actually feel like doing a toast now. <laughs> yeah, can I do oh, a are we going to do toast? Oh, I have to do it. Do you want I a cheeky toast? I, I have to do it. It. this one. Oh my, yeah, my wife will kill me. So sorry, Colette. Uh So four <laughs> things an Irish man loves to do: here's to cheating, here's to stealing, here's to fighting, and here's to drinking. If you're going to cheat, make sure you cheat death. If you're going to steal, make sure you steal your sweetheart's heart away. If you're going to fight, fight for your buddies. And if you're going to drink. Limavati Irish whiskey in the casual bar with me. <laughs> 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 <I> <laughs> love Cheers <sir>. to <laughs> that! Oh, that's
1: great. <laughs> that was perfect. Oh my gosh, that is mm, delicious. Yeah, I do love it.
0: Limavati's is going in the casual cocktail
1: for sure. Oh yeah, it'll be there. <laughs> We're doing that in just a couple of weeks here for some folks. So I'm going to ask you uh, one last question before sure. we uh, check out here today. A lot of the folks we've met in the whiskey business are chemists. Classically trained, I mean, you know, scholars yeah. of chemistry. But I've met other people, and I have the feeling I know which one you are already. <laughs> but I've I've met other people who were just born to distill, yeah. And they picked up the chemistry along the way. Well, that's a, that's exactly. I'm the latter. I was going to say, which one are you? Yeah. And right. do you think there's a difference? Do you think that something is lost in translation when we make this science and not passion?
3: Yeah. So, I, I actually, when I was doing my A levels, which is your equivalent of like you're leaving before you go to college or university, mm-hmm. I studied the three sciences. And somehow, I, I don't care what anybody says, you don't know exactly what you want to be when you're 18 years old. You're still sort of thinking and learning and finding your way. So, I did the three sciences. I was going to go into medicine, I was going to go into pharmacy, I was going to go into biochemistry, which would have been you know pretty close to what mm-hmm. it's all about. Somehow, I got disillusioned in my last year. Sort of high school, if you like, or grammar school, and I says to hell this. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go through clearing, go to university and do accountancy and corporate financial management. So wow! I took a bit of a head stammer, I think. Yeah. But I thought it would buy me three years of finding myself again, sort of you know, growing from a boy into a man, and sort of thinking, right, okay, what do I really, really want to do here. So I went down. I write, I'm going to become an investment banker because I'm going to make loads of money, <laughs> going to be getting into projects, you know, really. I did accountancy in corporate financial management, come back, started to s- started to go into practice to do accountancy, and I go, oh, my God, this is boring. This is just <laughs> not me. <laughs> Where's that little lad that was born into that bar shaking cocktails at the age of three? This is not my personality. So I actually got a job at Bushmills. I th- then did a chartered in purchasing and supply, which actually got me the job at Bushmills, buying bottles and caps and labels and corks and Setting up the supply chain function for an Irish whiskey distillery, then I got bitten with the bug of the process of making whiskey. I then went, God, I have to become the next master distiller. So I really helped Irish distillers set up what was known as the SAP computer system, SAP, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, which was an accountancy-driven package. Yes. Which you know we tweaked for distribution and you know for the whole Jameson, Paddy Powers, Middleton, Hewitts, Murphys, the whole shebang. So set that up. And the production director actually called me into the office one day and I actually was going, oh, my God, because if you're called into the production director's office, it usually means that this is your last day <laughs> working. <laughs> oh, no. So uh, he goes, listen, thank you very much for doing the job. You get married. You get married in 1998. You came down and you worked for us down in Dublin, so you're away from the family and you know, we want to we want to repay you. Pick a job. So he's expecting me to say head of the site for this. and I go, I want to be the next master distiller at Bushmills, which meant me then going and doing a degree in distilling. So after degree in Accountancy and Corporate Financial Management, another degree in the Charter to Purchase and Supply, I eventually then went and did a degree in um, through the Institute of Brewing and Distilling, which is a degree in distilling. So I got the highest mark in the world in 2010, so my name's there for it, so it's putting the theory of what I was learning at Bushmills, but I was actually bringing actual practice and the theory of it into an exam, Wow! and I won the highest mark in the world in 2010. So. Now, looking back on that, I needed every single one of those degrees to do my job. Then you add on to that media training. You add on to that having a personality because, you know. <laughs> personalities yeah. are very you important. You have to travel the world. yeah, And you have to have a love for it. So, mm-hmm. for me, I've loved every minute of it. I don't have a Monday morning where you want to pull the duvet back over and go, I want to go to work today. <laughs> that doesn't happen in my world. I want to get up and talk to people about Limavari. As you can tell, I could talk for two weeks about Lamavari without stopping, breathing through my ears. You know, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it means something else it's in our passion. world, by the way. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <There's> a, <laughs> <there's> <laughs> it does. <is>. Okay, <laughs> we breathe through our ears. We're doing good work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So it was a
3: passion and love for it. Yeah. yeah passion and love.
1: You know, it, uh, at the beginning of this conversation, you used a word. You said providence, mm-hmm. and to do what you do, the way you do it, you had to walk a path that you had no idea where it went. Mm-hmm. You had to walk a path. where You learned how to be a businessman before you had the opportunity to follow your passion to create something that you could sell. Mm-hmm. My grandmother used to tell me that if people don't love you, they won't buy gold from you for a nickel a ton.
3: Mm-hmm. Very good saying, yeah. Very, very true.
1: And I think our listeners are going to love you.
3: <laughs> oh, good. <Yeah>. Agreed. Good.
1: <laughs> I think that that's hands down the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And I think that they'll love Limavati and that we are going to create a new generation of Irish whiskey drinkers here on Casual Swinger. I want to thank you, Daryl McNally, CEO and master distiller of Limavati. And Ingrid Rodriguez for bringing him to the table traveling whiskey fairy who apparently traveled to fucking Ireland and didn't tell us <laughs> and brought back an Irishman. Yeah. I asked for a leprechaun. She brought me a tall guy with a tan. <laughs> I mean, t-
2: tall as relative.
4: <laughs>
1: but I think it's absolutely amazing. Uh, Mallory, we got to get out of here. We do. And it's been four months. Everybody, are you ready for this? I think I'm choking a little bit. Can you tell them how to find us?
0: Yeah, we are a casual swinger everywhere. That is Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and oh shit, there's another one. Twitter. The Twitter, of course. (laughs) The Twitter. Sexy Twitter. Good God. But we're also on SLS Cassidy and uh, SDC. If you want to check us out there.
1: All over the place. Yes. Don't forget CasualSwinger.com. Don't forget your CasualSwingerWeek.com and all the other fun things that we're going to tell you guys about in a couple of upcoming episodes. And by the way, that was upcoming. It just came out upcoming because I've had like five whiskeys with these fuckers tonight. So.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I shortened that quite a bit because I didn't want to trip over my words. So. Well, uh, unfortunately
1: you. for you, my tongue is at half capacity now. So, uh, <laughs> no, this has been absolutely lovely. Ingrid and Daryl, thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you, you for having you. For, us. Thank thank you. For Giving us the opportunity to tell this story. No, we welcome. are storytellers, so thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. This has been wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Casual Swinger once again. <laughs>